to the City Hill podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. So this week is the first week of our series, 50 Shades of Grace. We're going to be looking through the story of Hosea today, really the first week. I mean, we're not going to get very far. We're going to do just the first chapter. So I'm going to read it to us and then we're going to flow through some ideas. The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, the son of burying the names of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel, When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, go take yourself a wife uh, of whoredom, a prostitute, and have children with her. For the land commits great um, whoredom in forsaking the Lord. So he went and took Goma, the daughter of Diblaim, guessing that's how you say it, and she conceived and bore him a son. And God said to him, call his name Jezreel, for a little while I will punish the sons of Jehu, and the blood of Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. And in that day, I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. She conceived again and bore a daughter. And the Lord said to him, call her name, no mercy, for I will have no mercy on the house of Israel to forgive them at all. But I'll have mercy on the house of Judah and I will save them by the Lord, their God. I will not save them by bow or by sword or by war or by horses or by horsemen. When she had weaned no mercy... She conceived and bore a son, and the Lord said, Call his name not my people, for you are not my people, and I am not your God. And yet the number of the children of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered. And in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, it shall be said to them, Children of the living God. And the children of Judah and the children of Israel shall be gathered together and they shall each appoint for themselves one head, and they shall go up from the land, for great shall be the day of Jezreel. So Hosea, the first thing you need to know about Hosea is like, if you ever grew up playing FIFA, EA Sports. It's in the name, it's in the game, it's in the name. Hosea is, this comes from the same root Hebrew verb for Joshua and Jesus, salvation to deliver. So straight away before you get anywhere in the book, you know, you know the name in the Bible is always how it plays out. It plays out that way through the whole thing. In the Old Testament, you have Methuselah. When he dies, it shall come. He dies, the flood comes. Like everyone's name is like on point, like on lockdown. So when you hear the name Hosea, like it gets a bit messy at times, but the whole name is he saves, he delivers. He's going to save, he's going to deliver. So when you look at this situation, man, you have like, I mean, it is the craziest scenario. I want to talk about a few things today. Uh, On the one hand, I want to talk about EA Sports. It's in the name because it is. He saves, he delivers. No matter where you're at, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, it's in the name. Ron Seal does what it says on the tin. He He is like that consistent. The second thing I want to talk about is I want to go back, kind of touching back on what we talked about at Christmas with Drake, and that's God's plan, God's plan. Because... The problem with, I guess, Hosea is more than probably any other story in the Bible, this gets used in like weird Christian relationship seminars all the time. 
you get the weirdest Christians on relationships and this book. There is like a marriage between the two. So it's always like there's a, this big thing where everyone always talks about the one. The one. Always finding the one. Like the, the maths for the one never works out. Because here's what happens is you meet the one. You have a terrible first date. It goes horrible. They don't want to have a date with you again. You then are going to do what? Be celibate the rest of your life or are you going to marry someone else? You marry someone else. Now you've married someone else. If you've married the wrong person, that means the person marrying you has now married the wrong person. If they married the wrong person, the person they were going to marry is now married. You have a chain reaction and before you know it, there are millions of people displaced in their marriages because someone didn't marry the one. Do you, do you, do you see how that pans out? But yet you get people going like, man, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the one. The one that's right for you, yes, yes, yes. Let's not make it weird, let's not make it super creepy, let's not make any of those things. God didn't say to Hosea, go and marry Goma, she's a prostitute. <laughs> he said, go marry a prostitute. Hosea married Goma, he chose Goma. So like some people are like, yeah, but Ho- Hosea, God told him who to marry. No, he didn't. He told him the type of woman to marry. Like, I mean, yeah, and it's such a crazy one because literally in the Hebrews you start reading the beginning of, 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 of this book, you straight away hear um, the great psalmist, just because she dances loco, it don't make her her own, no. Apparently, when you, when you read Hosea, because I mean, you won't get any, any preacher or anyone comes up to you, or if you're in a prayer meeting at a church, or if you're at a burn, if you, if you go to burns, where they, they pray and worship all night, and then someone just goes, I just felt the Lord saying to me like, find myself a prostitute and settle down. Do you know what I mean? Do you you feel me at the moment? When I put it in that context, like, have you ever heard someone do that? Have you ever seen someone tweet going like, Lord, I just spent some time with the Lord and, man, he just said, there's a porn site out there waiting for you and I just feel, for you guys need to settle down, have kids. I'm blessing it. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, my days. I mean, hashtag trolling. It would be insane. So you have to understand, this guy is, is, is a prophet. He hear, and in their time, it's very different from today where people feel a sentiment like, it's like, I feel the Lord saying to me. Prophets, it's like you speak 100% in the Old Testament, everything God is saying, and that's it. So basically, when you get it wrong, that's when they, 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 they dupper you. That's when you, you die. That's when people start killing you. You can't be rolling around as a prophet and then just going like, oh yeah, she's a bit of all right. I think the Lord's saying this, and then move into it. And then what they do is they go, okay, okay, the Lord said that. Okay, well, we'll sit back and we will watch and see the fruit that comes out of this to judge whether this is of God. Well, it doesn't sound too great when the first kid's name means loved. Mercy will be had upon this one, loved. The second kid, his daughter, is called no mercy. They're like, oh, wait a second, like, this doesn't sound like God's too in this. And then the third kid is called not my people. And when Hosea calls the child not my people, it's not just because God is saying that about Israel, it's because it's not his kid. It's not his kid. This kid is not mine. So what you have is you have a home where every day they're getting around the the breakfast table together and there's a moment for Hosea where it's like, love, could you pass me the the Cheerios? No mercy. Things are starting to go rocky in the marriage. Could you... uh, could you pass me the, the milk? And then it's like, not, not mine. Could you get me the... Sh- I'll get it myself. I'll get it myself. Could you imagine every day, not just having the child there as the reminder, but actually it's their name. It's kind of their identity. It's such a 
a crazy, crazy, crazy story. So really today what we're looking at is we're looking at a tale of three kids. We're looking at a tale of three kids. First kid is love, the second kid is unloved, no mercy, and the third kid is not mine. I started to think about the three children in this relationship and the three stories because if this is his life, but his life is prophetically mirroring Israel, then for me, it has to prophetically mirror mankind today. It has to still speak today. We must still fall into those three categories. And I think that at some point in everyone's life, you start off in the furthest category. We're gonna work our way backwards. You start in the, in the not mine category. You are not God's child. It's by your, like we're all born sinners. We're all born separated from our Father in heaven. We're all born distant from him. There is an element where everyone is born and there has this moment where you are simply not his kid. Whether you, you believe in him, you don't want anything involved in him, you're not engaging in the things that he has for you, the call he has for you, the plans, you are not his kid. The second category is a massive step forward. It's a step forward when you realize in your life, or you may have moments in your life where you feel this way, where you feel like, okay, yeah, I get it, he exists, he's there, but there's no mercy for me. It seems like the kid that isn't God's is living such a blessed life, keeping up with the Kardashians, and I'm here in the no mercy seat and there is just no mercy for me. There is nothing for me. It, I just got the, the, the dirt in my life. It just absolutely sucks. Over here is not mine, it's great. And then over here, when we've got loved, loved is living life too, but I'm, I'm, I'm no mercy. I am no mercy. Well, that's just fantastic being no mercy. There's an amazing space in no mercy it's a space where you can encounter mercy. I feel none of these three kids are trapped in this identity. I feel no human being is ever trapped in this identity. I feel God's plan is always to move someone who's not mine over to no mercy, that they can receive mercy and become loved. And I believe that's God's plan for each and every one of us. And you know what? I feel like sometimes we can take for granted that we're his and find ourselves not valuing the beauty of what we have and acting like, we're not really his anymore. Like we've been a Christian for a while, but I'm taking this for granted. I'm not really on this thing. I'm not really pushing to, to be about this life anymore. And you see that a lot. You see that a lot. And you know that because the biggest sign of that is you don't want to love anyone. You don't want to love outwardly towards other people. It's all about yourself and what you can gain. And then here in the middle, the no mercy, man, we can get trapped in that. I'll be, I'll be honest with you guys. I was trapped in that a few weeks ago. I was in the car with Jody and the kids. And I, I was very careful how I worded it because I think the kids were half asleep. But I was so beat down and I was so upset. And Jody was trying to encourage me. And I had just had this moment, I just lost it. I lost it, I was, I was no mercy. And I was like, I just feel forgotten. I said, I'm not being funny. I just feel completely and utterly forgotten by God right now. I just feel forgotten. I feel like he just doesn't care. I feel like he, he threw me out and then he just is just leaving me to get absolutely kicked the poo out of and there is just no mercy. It doesn't matter where I turn, where I go, what I do, no matter how much I commit to this, there's just no mercy for me. And then I had a moment um, last weekend, which was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It, that, like, I was, Jody needed a break. I, I'm pushing the girls around, taking them out, and we're having fun. We're going to the park here, they're in, around the shops and stuff. And I'm looking around, I'm like, oh man, I can't really get them anything, but I just think, you know what? 
It's the reason I haven't cut my hair recently. I was like, I'm not going to spend money cut my hair. I'm going to get them a little treat. And I get them both a little treat, and I'm pushing them back, thinking this is going to be fun. We're going to have some playtime together or whatever, and it's going to be cool. And then I'm pushing up the road, and I'm stressed out, and I'm freaking out, and I'm under the weather, and I'm just burying it all just because I'm with my girls, and I'm going to make a fuss of them. And as I get around the corner, I'm getting close to home. I'm going, Jody, come back. We'll, we'll, I'll, we'll come back now. We'll have lunch together, and then I'll take them out again. And then I hear this guy shouting my name, literally running. He's literally run like 100 meters. Like other people, they go like, oh, you know what? We live near each other. We kind of know each other. I'm going to bump into him again next week. He's too far away. Forget it. This guy runs 100 meters. He runs up the high street, round the corner, going, Andy, 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 and stops. And he's like this, like that. Going, oh, whew. He goes, yeah, house church. <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? I'm just looking at this guy. I'm like, this guy has just sprinted 100 meters after me going, how's church? I'm like, mate, you could have watched at me. Like, you know what I mean? I'm thinking like, you are absolutely quackers. He's like, how's church? How's, how's life? How's that? And we just chatting and whatever. And then Eden's um, talking to him and stuff. And he's, he, we're talking around this long conversation. We're talking about church, talking about... And, I, and being me, I just start talking about five, um, five-year vision, all this kind of stuff. And he's like, oh, amazing, cool, 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 cool. And he's like, how's life right now? And I was like, oh, you know what? We've just gone through this really like, tough patch at the moment. Things are really tough and stuff like that. Oh, well, how do you, how do you survive? How do you do this, that, and that? And I'm like, oh, well, it's like this, like that, and stuff like that. Could you pray for this? Could you pray for that? He's like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Hey, why don't I walk and talk with you? And we just walk in and talk, and I go back to our home. And as I'm standing outside the house, I go to him, you know what? Um, I've got to get them in because they're tired now. They need to eat, and then I've got to, I've got to play a beating, so I promise they will play this toy and stuff like that. And then he just goes, pulls out a wad of cash, and he just slaps it in my hand and goes, God told me to give you this. You know what, it wasn't that much money. It's not like he gave me money that, that changed my life or fixed any of my problems. But I stood outside my house and I felt remembered. I felt loved. It was so stupid, but it meant so much. And I look at these three kids and I think of them around this table and I think about, so many kids that I've worked with down the years of my life, so many adults that are in the not mine category. And they don't realize that you see them grow. You see them grow from not mine. You see them move along to, to no mercy where it's like, oh, there's not really these options for me. There's not really this going on or whatever. And, and when you're in that place, you feel like you're in such a trapped place and it, it defines you and you're finished. You're never finished, there's mercy. Even if your name's no mercy, there's mercy. There's mercy. And in that moment, I was standing outside with someone who was loved. And there's amazing stuff that I want to talk to each one of us about today. There's three people I want to talk to. That you could be one of those three kids today. You could, and if you're not today, you'll be, you'll know a week where you'll be one of them anyway. So not mine, that is a horrible, horrible place. And that's the one that I think hits me the most because I spent a lot of my time around kids whose who's dads some of them would be better they never had a dad than the dad they had. Um, some of them who, the dads just aren't there, they're vacant, whatever. And I think that's what I love about Hosea. There's a spoiler at the end of the story. The, the end of the story is a Jeremy Kyle Judgment Day moment uh, and the DNA results being read out again and again and again. He's going, they're mine! And they're going, no, the kid's not yours. The kid's not yours. They're mine, they're mine, they're mine, they're mine, they're mine, they're mine. He lays clay to kids like me that aren't his and he calls us in and he brings us in. The greatest bringing of all time. The not minds. The amazing news is for the not minds is you don't have to be a not mine. The amazing news is for no mercy, there is mercy. And the amazing thing for loved is 
you get to have moments this week where you're going to encounter people who are in the not mine category that you can absolutely rock their world. And I guarantee you, it won't even take much. I guarantee you, it won't even take much. There are simple conversations we can have with an individual that makes them feel so, so, so valued. There are simple moments you can take that transform someone's life. I was telling you guys uh, a couple months back about, about my boy, who I've reconnected with at the gym, who uh, like his dad wasn't about, so when he was a kid, teenager, I used to take him out all the time and just poured myself into his life. And I saw this scarf that he pulled out of the gym locker, and I was like, oh, that scarf. And he goes, yeah, you got it for me. I got it from when he was like 15. He's like 28. He's like, man, I thought I lost it a few times out raving, but man, I, I went back, I always got it. He goes, you know how many girlfriends hated this scarf, but man, I'm never losing this scarf. And I'm standing there at the moment, I realized that a not mine and no mercy experience love what it means to be owned. And it didn't take me a lot. It didn't take me a lot. It didn't take me a lot. And it doesn't take us a lot, you see? Sometimes we don't have the opportunity, the resource, or the capability, or even the time to invest in an individual we know right now who's in the not mine category. But there's one thing you can do this week that no matter what you have, you can desperately do that transforms someone, is you can say this to them. You can speak prophetically into someone's life. You can say, I see this in you. Everyone can do it. I see this in you. I see this in you. Someone you know who's always good at chatting to people. Man, I see this in you. I see the way you talk to people and how you make them feel valued. And as you say that into them, you can see the change that starts to happen. I promise you, because I've seen it. I've seen it in some of the toughest kids in East London. I've seen it as I spent time with them and I would see something in them that no one else would see. And you start to tell them and they would be going, how can you, why are you saying you're proud of me? Why are you saying you're proud of me? I'm like, well, you didn't bang out today. You bang out most days. Today is a day you haven't banged out. You always see what you see in them and you tell people what you see in them. Too often you and I are too obsessed in our society. We're too busy taking selfies and trying to get the right angle and the right lighting to show how great we are. Do you know how much you could illuminate someone's life by just flipping the camera around this week and start talking to people around you going, I see this in you. This is what I saw in my camera. I saw some greatness in you. I saw the way that you interacted to work with that person. I saw the way you interacted with that kid in the playground. I saw that way that you interacted with that, that person who wasn't doing too great. I saw the way you did this. I see this in you. And that is how someone who thinks there's no mercy for them, no mercy for them, when you start to speak prophetically what you see in them to them, they start believing it. You keep on saying it over time. And they start to experience what it means to be loved. So many times we talked about the Exodus story and she's pretty much my favorite person in the whole Bible at the moment. And I, I keep on, I could never forget her. I mean. Jody, if we end up having another girl, I, 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 somewhere in the middle names, whether it's the eighth name or whatever, Bithia has to be in there whether we like the name or not. Maybe I'll just write it secretly on, on her shoes or clothes, I don't know. <laughs> but Bithia was the name of Pharaoh's daughter. It's nowhere in the Exodus, but in Chronicles, she leaves her dad, her people behind to go on the Exodus with them. And she's called Bithia, which means um, God's daughter, like his child, that she belongs to him. And the saying is that the rabbis say that God said to her, Moses was not your son. You made him, not mine, you made him your son. You made him your son. He experienced no mercy. He was among the slaves, but he became loved. And, and actually, she really was not mine. And she really had no mercy. She was in Egypt, a part of the brutal regime inflicting on these people. God's judgment and wrath was on them. But she experienced being loved and the mercy as well. 
because he said, Moses was not my son, you made him your son. You were not my daughter, but I called you my daughter. This week, guys, there's so many opportunities. Like we always go, Lord, give me an opportunity, and then we walk around with our eyes closed the whole week like this, trying to avoid the opportunity. It's like there's that homeless guy on the floor, and we're like, no, that's not the opportunity. <laughs> you know, the homeless guys around my area, I have a problem, man. Like, like there's a guy trending in, in Sutton. You see the, the, the Southern staff threw the cold water over him? Did anyone see that story? It was national news. No one saw that story. That bombed so hard. James saw it. Thank you, James. It was national news. Every major national news picked it up. They were throwing cold water on this guy. Like, this homeless person, Jody goes, the homeless guy's like, oh, no, he is. She showed him straight away. I go, yep, I know him. He threw a table at me while I was sitting having coffee. He tried to throw it through the glass window. And I just sat outside of him and having chat for ages and stuff like that. You get to know people, and actually, when you sit next to him, do you know what he stopped doing? He stopped throwing the table at the window because he was talking to me. <laughs> because he had a dilemma, he wanted a cider. You can't get a cider in Nero. I was trying to explain it to him. If you throw it at the window of the pub across the street, you're intimidating the wrong people, bro. They cannot physically give you the cider. It's not in the building. But like loads of homeless people around my area, they know me. I chat with them, I take them McDonald's, I take them out, play, um, not places, we don't go on dates. <laughs> I have done. Me and Leke took a guy called, was it Tom? to Nando's. I had a random person chase me down the street for that one as well, going, you took Tom to Nando's! They seen a YouTube video about it. I was like, oh, okay, geez, thanks. Who's Tom? Oh, yeah. As soon as you do that, someone goes from not mine, no mercy, loved. This week, you and I have fantastic opportunities. And actually, right now, today, we have a fantastic opportunity. 1 John 6 to 9 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all men might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world. The world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. This is how God sneaks people in the Jeremy Carl show to be his children. Because he goes, all you've got to do, just believe in Jesus' name. Just put your trust in Jesus, and I'll, I'll sneak you in. It won't be someone's just, someone got... Um, got jiggy with it, na 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 It wasn't of the flesh that you came into this world. It's not their bloodline you're a part of anymore. It's not the blood, the DNA that goes down the family that defines who you are anymore. It's not the will. It's not because your parents went, oh, we'd love to have a little baby anymore. That's not what defines you anymore. That's not the decision. That's not how you came to be in this world. You were born, not of the will of, of, of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. That when we believe in Jesus, we're born of God, we become his children. And that's how... You break the lie detector in Jeremy Kyle. That's how you break the DNA test. And that's how you become a child of God. And that's how you go from being where he says there'll be no forgiveness for his birth, there'll be none of this stuff. And then he finishes off by going, but they'll be as numerous as the stars in the sky, which is him saying, okay, the promise is still the promise, guys. But seriously, you've got to cut it out. You've got to cut it. You've got to fix the stuff up. The good news is today, if you're in not mine, if you're feeling like you've got no mercy, and if you're feeling loved, no matter what you are, you can transcend along that line towards love. If you're feeling loved, the great news today is you get to be a part of someone this week, moving along the line. It's a beautiful thing. I want to pray for us today, and then that'll be it. Father God, I thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. I thank you, Lord, that I can experience every single one of those things in my life. I remember when I wasn't yours. 
And I thank you, Lord, the realization, Lord, that actually the transition and the moving along that you instigated where I became aware that there is no mercy in my life. I need your mercy. I need your forgiveness. Lord, forgive me of my sins. And then I became loved. I believed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection on the cross. And I thank you, Lord, that through that, I am loved. I am deeply loved. I am highly favored. And I thank you, Lord, for every person here that has come into that relationship with you. I know that even though we can be loved, we can have days where we start sliding back to, oh, no mercy, no mercy. It's like, God, you want to bless everyone else, but you don't want to bless me. Been there so many times, God, and I just thank you for your grace every single time to renew your love for me, to display your love for me. I pray for every single person here, Lord, because all of us walk different stories, different tales, and all of us have different reasons why we believe there's no mercy for us. But I thank you that in Jesus, we have no excuse because upon him, all the wrath of God was poured out. Upon him, all your judgment. And I thank you that now all there is for us is your love, that we can become loved. We're no longer not mine. We're no longer not no mercy. We are loved of God. Pray for each of us, Lord, this week that we would all experience that and transition to that. But I pray, Lord, that in being loved, we will be people that, flow out that love because in the New Testament the writers say the love of Christ compels me it's not that it just saves me but it compels me start reaching out to the not mine and the no mercy be with us this week Lord God I pray in Jesus name Amen we really hope you enjoyed today's message and if you'd like to find out more about City Hill please visit our website cityhill.london